Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. I'm joined in studio by Armani Buckets and Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing, folks? I'm doing well. Uh, better than the Lakers. I mean, that's I 10. That coming. And in a, I mean, it's it's easy target at this I know. point. Low hanging catching fruit. strays. I get it, but I mean, LeBron James. That's okay. Let's just start here. That that is the most frustrating part. Is that what LeBron's doing right now is going to waste? Yeah. If you told me what LeBron would be doing this season post his thirty eighth birthday, that is mind boggling to me. My view would be, oh my goodness, this is a championship contending team. But the fact that he's doing this and they're getting blown out. What a waste. What a waste. Uh, see, that's... I think little, it's a waste. I mean, yes, how, yes. How is it not I, a waste? I agree with you, but I, I don't think it's as grim as a lot of people are, th- are saying because I does, I'm, t- I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if they have Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and LeBron on the same team. They don't beat the Clippers. Yeah, that's just a ridiculous... <laughs> that's, that, Brandon, that's, that's a ridiculous comment. They, that's they not the same not team. Win. I the know, Lakers, like, a bad Lakers team without Anthony Davis, who's coming back tonight, without their newest guy... Rui well, they're Hachimura. gonna win tonight. Okay, but um, like, so like, if the if the Lakers made a trade for KD and the best players in the world, they could not be in the Clippers. No, I they still wouldn't. That's not, that's, <laughs> they that's still not wouldn't. That, well, there's a culture say, issue against the Clippers. They cannot yes, the beat the culture them. of the Clippers is so fantastic that the Lakers, if they were to trade for the best players in the world, still wouldn't be able to win. No, because they can't for whatever reason. The Clippers comment. just play their best games of the year against but, the Lakers. Uh, do you know why? Because they're a better team. Arash, but this is the, the a Clippers decade. are a better team. Not necessarily right now. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, the Clippers are better than the Lakers team that took that court last night. Yes, Correct. absolutely. Okay. You're so 100% generally right. speaking, like if you if we go through that ten game stretch, what were the odds in Vegas? I don't know. Producer Jihei knows that, but I would wager to guess that the vast majority, perhaps all ten, at least nine or eight, the Clippers were the favorite team. So this idea that listen, I mean, if 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 did they if they got you know KD and whatever that's just a I mean it's a, it's definitely a, a <laughs> you get what I'm saying though it's like it doesn't matter you're saying matter that it doesn't matter who as long as the Clippers uniform takes the court against they will the, beat Lakers, the Lakers that is just a ridiculous comment. I will guarantee you the next do they play one more time I think so if Davis is healthy and LeBron they'll still lose okay, guaranteed well, just so you know the odds at the beginning of the season who were like the Clippers were the better team so if the Clippers are healthy and the Lakers are healthy I promise you the Vegas odds will say that the team that should win that game would be the Clippers and by the way that next game that they play I think is in a couple months it is a Clippers home game I know that doesn't matter but at the end of the day the Clippers should win the Clippers began the season as one of the top three teams in the league according to Vegas According to Circus Sports. So th- this idea, but, but Brandon, you should know better than this. You were a Lakers fan. What is this culture that you're talking about? This culture really began during this run where the Lakers are a terrible team. 
Yeah. No, like, what I, was the what was the no, record in 2020? I, I understand. And, right. the, and the thing is, is like I get the frustration, but it's like it. I, my point is, it does not matter who the Lakers put out there. I don't care if they have the best team in the world. They will always lose to the Clippers head to head. Now, I'm not saying the Clippers culture is great, like they'll win a championship, but they show up against the Lakers. What is Reggie this Jackson always turns talk, in, though? It, it is always 10 and 0. I mean, Armand, but, come you, on but here. you think this is a bad, like, no, but you, you understand what he's saying. He's saying it doesn't matter who the Lakers put out there. It doesn't. They're losing to they the Clippers. To the Clippers. No, they true. don't know how to beat the Clippers. <laughs> they don't have this any finishers. Run that the Clippers have had where they've defeated the Lakers. So this really began, obviously, the Chris Paul trade, right? So Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. It happened in conjunction with the Lakers being the worst team in the league. So really, if we look historically, and I know we can look this up, I didn't know we were going in this direction. The majority of those games, the Clippers were the favorite team. Why? Because the Clippers were the better team. And I promise you, if the Clippers are fully healthy, if they got Kawhi, if they got Paul George, if they if, if they are fully healthy, that team that began the season as one of the top three teams in the league, they're going to be favored over a Lakers team that was a below 500 team a year ago. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I see what Brandon is saying in terms of the Clippers do get extra they, they should to play the Lakers. Like last night, 15 of 23 from three in the first half. That is not something we've seen from this Clipper team all year. And yeah. all of a sudden, whenever they see the Lakers, for some reason, they do flip a switch. But with yeah. that being said, you talked about top three going into the season. And this, I know it's hard to gauge against the Lakers playing without Anthony Davis, but Kawhi Leonard and Paul George look exactly like we Im- imagined them That's looking huge. before the season. And now while the supporting I, cast. While I'm seeing that play, I kind of thought back to your stat and a stat that a lot of people have, are beginning to bring up, that the Celtics, again, were a 500 team halfway through the season, hit that kind of turning of the corner moment, got all the way to the finals. Now, this Clippers team could do that. Listen, Paul George is playing amazing. Kawhi is picking up where he left off. This team can contend. And again, you have to realize the West is wide open. So I think they're the sixth seed. They're not far off. They're from being five now. Five. And one back of four. And listen, if you're the Clippers, you just want a top four seed. What does that mean? Again, you're in the playoffs. You're not in the, the play-in. You have a first round home court. That's all you want. And I'm sorry. I know Brandon's going to disagree with me here. I am not a believer in the Denver Nuggets. Memphis is... a. Both of those teams are really good, but if you put the Clippers fully healthy, that version that we saw last night against Denver or Memphis, I'm picking the Clippers. Wait, wait, wait. So, okay. The, the point is, so it's an outrageous take when I say Duran and Curry. and I, it's, a, it's hyperbole. Obviously, if that team was to come out there, they probably beat the Lakers. I mean, they probably lose to the Clippers one of those times, right? But I'm just saying that from a culture issue, it, it's not an outrageous take. They just do not beat the Clippers head-to-head. If it was a playoff series, it's a different story. Right, because that game means something. I really think it's beyond culture, though. It's a talent issue. The Clippers are a more talented team than the yes, Lakers. and that they has been the night, case. And they ha- they, that has but been even the, case. the year the Lakers won the championship, I know they beat them once. Didn't they, the Clippers beat them twice? I don't. I, I know. Year? I know the last game before the pandemic hit, or one of the last games. Because I I go back to that weekend where they beat the Milwaukee yeah. Bucks and they beat the Clippers. So I'm not sure if it was one one or two one. They did beat the Clippers before. I think, think it's more of a karma thing, too, since the Lakers did not want to give Ty Lue his money. They didn't want to give him his <laughs> own staff. So I just think he, like, coaches. And look, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, we say they're back and they look amazing. They did against the Lakers. Like, Paul George did not play well a couple games ago, and I know he was dealing with injury. Uh, Kawhi's looked like Kawhi the past five games, but Paul George certainly has not until last night. 
and maybe everyone gets their get back game against the Lakers. They can't play defense. So I mean, this is a this is a serious issue. And Armand, I completely disagree with the Denver take. And Jokic is the best player to ever touch the basketball offensively, efficient efficiency wise. And they have the top offensive rating in the league. They overtook the Celtics. I understand the positional things and the eye test, but they're they're by far the best team in the Western Conference right now. They're by far. Right now, I, I agree, but I don't think it'll translate if they play Golden State or the Clippers. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you a question, Arash, because I know what this feels like. Aaron Rodgers has dominated the Bears for his entire yeah. career. It's a similar feeling, in the pa- at least in the past decade, head-to-head, right? So at some point, obviously the Lakers have the lore and the, the history behind it, but at some point... Does this matter? Does it affect how fans view these It really these teams only matters how they transfer that to the postseason. Yes, I listen, it's 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 something that the fans can talk about. At the end of the day, you look at this 10-year run, and what have they done? So for the Clippers, they've gotten to one conference finals. For the Lakers, they've won the championship, and you can knock it however much you well, want. Well, we should say, though, when we're talking about past decade, and I'm trying to think about it. Is that the only time the Lakers made it past the first round? Is it? I, it, it probably yes. would be because they they had that run where they missed the playoffs, which so. is a huge run. Obviously, I'm not yeah. taking away. So from here's the thing, and I, I, and I know this very well because I covered that Clippers team. I was on the beat, so I was on the road with them. I was at practices. I was at all the, the home games. So there's a few things in play here. Number one. What you do during the regular season, you can go 60 and 22. At the end of the day, if you get bounced in the second round, if you lose a 3-1 series lead, the city of Los Angeles is not going to go, yeah, but they beat the Lakers (laughs) head-to-head. This is a bad stretch for the Lakers. They have not been a good team. Historically speaking, of course, all the championships that they've won, all the great players that they've had, that's what people remember. But beyond that, The reason the Clippers play the way that they do, it is really hard to live in Los Angeles and play for the Clippers. I mean, imagine Paul George. I mean, Paul George, in whatever market he went to, if he went to a football game, if he went to a hockey game, if he went to a baseball game, if you're one of the top 10 players in the world, this goes to Kawhi as well because he's dealt with this. Did they get booed? Yeah, they are not loved in their own city to the point that when Kawhi and Paul George go to games, They actually request, I believe, I've been told this, can you not just show us on the big screen? Because we kind of, we we know how this will play out. So, yes, we are here to support the local team, but let's avoid the, uh, oh, here's Kawhi and Paul George, boo. It's a weird feeling. So they they, they kind of, it's a knock, it's a chip on the shoulder. Pat Bev loved it, of course. I mean, Pat Bev was like, yeah, you know, we're going to beat the Lakers, we (laughs) run L.A., Pat Bev knows the Clippers don't run Los Angeles because they don't. And that's really not going to change until, and I don't even know if a championship would change no, that. Like five. It's going it, to, it's a cultural thing going Absolutely. back to your point. Absolutely. No, I'm just saying from the head to head standpoint, the Lakers will get probably, I mean, nine times out of 10, we'll get another championship before the Clippers because the Clippers is just I, as good as the Clippers are talent wise. They haven't showed it in the playoffs. They just haven't. And they've choked. Maybe this is a different year. Again, the last time they were in a big series with the 3-1 lead, they had Doc Rivers as the coach. He's a notorious choker. If the Nuggets play the Clippers in the postseason, I know that the the teams are kind of different, but some of the key players are still there. 
If the Nuggets play the Clippers, does that play a role? Does yes, the Clippers will lose regardless. What do you think? Regardless. Regardless, I, bro. I, I think, by the way, it totally plays a role. Jamal Murray goes Because even if the Clippers nuts. are up 3-1, yeah. it'll be like, Jamal oh, Murray boy. turns into Michael Jordan against yeah. the Clippers. I think that we are going to see a move by the Clippers at the deadline. Okay. So I want to wait till that happens, or if it does happen, and then see how we gauge the teams from there. But, I think the Nuggets are kind of more or less a finished product. Yes, yeah. that is true. I just wanted to ask you, Armand, who, who, who can they get? Because we had this conversation yesterday, and it's like they can't go get Miles Turner unless they trade first-round picks, which they don't have, and Brandon Boston Jr. and a couple of young guys and a couple of like maybe Marcus Morris. No one wants Marcus Morris. No one wants Reggie Jackson. No one wants John Wall and their contracts. That's the thing. So who are they going to go get? Mike Conley, maybe? I, I think the guy for them is Fred Van Vliet, and I do think that that is the necessity. A point guard that can kind of orchestrate the offense. Last night, TNT brought it up. Paul George has been playing kind of de facto point guard for them, which is, you know, it's looking better now, but I just want somebody for them to just initiate offense because I don't know what they're at now, but a few, two weeks ago, they were 29th in the league in offense, yeah. which with a team with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard is hard to fathom. Just get a point guard in there that can just kind of, this is what we talked about with the Celtics. Marcus Smart was kind of a point guard, shooting guard. And then at some point Brogdon. last year, they said, you know what? Marcus is our full-time point guard. And then they added Brogdon this season. And now the offense, Brown and Tatum can just, all right, we don't need to worry about setting things up. We just need to worry about putting the ball in the basket. Yeah, and I'll give you this. Like, look, Fred Van Fleet, I don't think they can get him. I, I really don't think they have the assets to get him, but Toronto might be in full selling mode. So maybe perhaps there is a situation where they can work something out and trade Brandon Boston Jr. Um, so I mean it it's definitely viable. It it, it it's certainly feasible, right? If that happens, I'll tell you right now, the Clippers will win the championship if they get Fred Van Fleet. I mean, that is a big time player, guy who can defend. I like the championship caliber too. You know, when you bring in a guy again, I know Kawhi is there, but when you bring yeah, in a guy, he's who won it before. There, yeah, that, that's, yeah. That's not only that, he plays defense, one point yeah. seven steals per game. He's a great shooter. Reggie Jackson what and John Wall. What does that trade look like? What What do they have? I mean, they would have up? to match contracts, right? Yeah. This is only going to be feasible if the Raptors are thrown in the towel. If they want to rebuild, yeah. they get Boston. They have to get Boston Junior for that yeah. to happen, right? They have to be able in their development will probably turn Boston Jr. into a star if he's able to go there. And then the contracts, they probably take a Reggie Jackson or a Marcus Morris just for that for that reason, right? Because Marcus Morris isn't on a long-term deal. It's yeah. one or two years, right? So they would take that assets, future first-round picks, Brandon Boston Jr. It could work for yeah. sure. There was also a huge thing that we're not talking, we haven't discussed yet by The Athletic today about Bob Myers. I don't know if you guys read it. Yeah. Talking about the fact that his contract expires after this season. And one of the teams that they brought up was the Clippers. They said that the Clippers could be interested and that there's been some connections. There's that Jerry West smoke. connection too. And again, yeah. Jerry West, you know, as much UCLA credit as he guy. gets is not... He's there, but listen, I mean, I mean, he would love Bob Myers again, like you said, UCLA from Los Angeles. LMU Law. Also with Bob Myers, like it's a finished product at this point. And he's also put together a team that is set for the future. So sometimes if you're a really talented GM who's won all these championships and done he's done everything he can. And I think with the with, with the Clippers, we'll see how this season goes. That is a big thing. I mean, it's kind of like if you take over like the Cubs or whatever, or like the Sox, it's like, hey, this team hasn't won. Yeah. I mean, they've never won. So if you're the, the DM who can, and again, I think this Clippers team is built. The question though, guys, is if they don't win, 
what do you do? I mean, how, how do you put together? Now, where I like the culture with this team is the foundation is in place. They have great minds, whether you talk about Jerry West or if Steve they go Ballmer. out and get Steve, Steve Ballmer. Again, the great, yeah. great, great thing about Steve Ballmer is he will pay. Whether, no matter what the tax is, he will pay it. Um, they are set for the future now, but if this Kawhi Paul George tandem does not deliver a championship, at what point do you say, okay, we tried, but we got to move on? For me, I think it depends on how you lose, which I know Clipper fans don't want to hear that, but if they play at Denver and they lose in a hard-fought seven-game series, or if they lose to Golden State in a hard-fought seven-game series, you can for sure talk yourself into running it back again, yeah. especially with Kawhi looking like he's in prime form again. I'm, I wouldn't touch it. But if you play uh, Sacramento and you lose in six in round one, yeah, then it's time to look I'll, in the mirror. I'll and tell say you right now, whoever gets to play Sacramento, whether it's the <laughs> Lakers or they will beat Sacramento in a seven game series. I don't know. Sacramento does not play defense. They don't. They have the 30th ranked defense. You put LeBron and Davis in that series. I would love to see Sacramento in the first round if the Lakers can. That, that would be fun just to get like a throwback. You know, oh, back man. In the day. oh man, it would Kings be Lakers and Lakers. In six, Lakers and five or six. <laughs> I've asked you this question a million times, but would you go? Would you go to Sacramento? Of course I would. Like yeah. the beam, by, by baby. The, way, the new the place that they have there. What's it called? What's uh, the new Golden arena? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's one of the nicer play. You know, like Garco had its charm because it was a dump, but it had its charm. It had its history. <laughs> it had the cowbells. You could it was go fantastic. have dinner with Newsom after he's yeah. near there. You guys can hang out. <laughs> That's right. Go talk about you know what's happening in the political world. Uh, but listen, I would love that. But I think you're right. Brandon, because I think if the Lakers are one of the lower seeds, and they, they will be, and they'll be in the playoffs, don't, don't, don't you worry know. about it. No, I don't know. No, they will. But they will. Um, they're going to face a team that's not used to being in that spot. I mean, you're going up against LeBron James, and if LeBron James is in a playoff series against Sacramento or the Grizzlies or a team that's, or the Pelicans, a team that's not been there before, listen, I may be crazy, but I'm taking LeBron. LeBron's yeah. been there. No, I, I hear you. I would too. In in those instances, I would too. I just think that let let me ask you this. Do you have confidence that Anthony Davis will stay healthy the rest no, of the year? No, listen, I, I cannot have any confidence in something that I have not seen. If, I'm hopeful. But you I'm have optimistic. To bet on that. You have but, to bet on that because to, he if, looked so good. If before. he gets hurt, yeah, exactly. do you think the Lakers make the play in tournament? Yes. Yes, I think at this point, even the without their playing, yes. okay. So the playing tournament is the ten seed. They're this like a half a game. Everybody back. is clustered up and fighting. Oh they, they, they have LeBron James. A, Which of those teams is clustered up? Five game James. win streak without Anthony Davis against good teams. They were beating. Yes, but the thing is, they can't, I, for me being a five hundred team is not going to get you into the into the play-in tournament. And it, without Anthony Davis, they all... Well, I already told you Portland was going to choke. I said this weeks ago. They did. Utah's going to choke. It's a matter of time before they rebuild. Okay, I don't know about and that. Then, they're good. Guaranteed, they're going to choke. Guaranteed. Team. I know Markkinen's the truth, but like, guaranteed. They want a top pick. They want to rebuild. They want to they put another piece with Markkinen. So that leaves you with, okay, it's the Lakers versus Phoenix and, and Minnesota, and then who's in the Thunder? Yeah. The Thunder are not going to make the play-in tournament. The Lakers will. I'll I, tell you that right now. Right now. 
In theory, you sound correct, but I cannot underestimate the power of this Laker team to do another heel turn and just. <laughs> I, I mean, what have we seen the past? I, I'm not this trying to This team is funny. better than last year's team by a mile. By a I mile. Like, that. would you guys be surprised if they lost to San Antonio tonight? I would not. No, I would be surprised, would be surprised. if Davis playing. If yeah. Davis plays 25 minutes, what if they're LeBron not losing that Armand, <laughs> the difference between last year and this year's team. They lost to bad teams last year. They will not lose to the Rockets once this year. The only bad team they lost to this year is Charlotte by three. And that was a bad loss. They know how to beat bad basketball teams. Even Portland, they came back. Portland's lost 12 out of 15. We're acting like this is some good team. They're not. I don't care that they have three 20-point-per-game scores. They suck. They found a way to go back and beat them. And I know they looked bad. I would be very surprised. And look, it might be close. You're right. They have a... They have a an innate ability to choke leads and make the games close when they don't when they don't have to be like it could be close. They're not losing if LeBron and Anthony Davis are healthy. The big thing is the road trip. The road trip will be that's very a season solid. defining road trip. And yeah. we've said that before, but for for sure, this particular season with this team, season defining. Also, a lo- pretty much every team that they're going to play on the road trip is banged up one way or another. Yeah. So they have a lot of winnable games no durant yeah uh the celtics are really really injured we'll see and we gotta we gotta watch lebron james what happens with him it looks like he will um break the mark on the road at some point again i was really hoping that that would happen here in los angeles it does not look like that will happen but you know we look at you know what this would mean the fact that lebron last night was 224 points away from breaking kareem's mark kind of cool Kobe, Gigi, and and just kind of like thinking back to that, um, you know, what what that would mean for LeBron to get this moment. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by a good friend, Grant Mona. When we come back on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan of Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. time there's nothing more valuable it's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment we celebrate living large in the now in a city where time disappears we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever we go big we go all night and here everyone is invited so get loose and get loud this is circa you'll have the time of your life This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circa Sports guest hotline. And join our good friend from the Sporting Tribune, Grant Mona. Grant, how are you? How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing very well, guys. It's uh, it's good to see you guys visually and in a awesome, in an awesome studio. You guys look awesome in that studio set up like yeah. that. Yeah, as do you with that chain. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, That's hey, that, hey. smoking that Lakers pack, huh? With that chain today, <laughs> no, not- huh? Hey, the Lakers, the Lakers will be fine, man. They're getting Rui and AD back today. I think they'll be all right. By the way, Grant is the quickest person on 
like with news. Like I we I get press releases <laughs> and stuff and Grant's text before the press release. He is all over it. Okay, Grant, we have to start here. Clippers and the Lakers. Um Listen, 10 straight games. Uh, put that into context as a Clippers fan here in Los Angeles. I say it doesn't mean anything if they don't do anything in the postseason. My young colleagues don't agree with me. They believe that there's a culture change here, that they believe young fans in Los Angeles will soon make this a Clippers town. My good friend, Grant, you've been following this team your whole life. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, I'm going to have to disagree with the, the two others just because, <laughs> look, it's always going to be a Lakers town, guys. Um, sure, the Clippers are going to make a dent here and there. You know, obviously, you know, winning 10 in a row and was it 36 and 7 over the last decade or so, that's pretty compelling. But you got to understand, L.A. is a title town, right? Clippers don't have any. The Lakers have 17 of them, uh, 12 in L.A., but 17 as, a, as an organization. Nothing's going to change until the Clippers win titles. And I say titles, not just title. Um, sure, they have a chance to win this year, but they've had chances to win many, many, many years, and they haven't come through on it. And, you know, you, you go around, all you have to do, guys, is just go around the city. And all you see, I, I don't think I've ever seen like Clippers memorabilia. I've never seen Clippers flags on cars. I haven't seen Clippers license plates just on Clipper Daryl's car, but nobody <laughs> else's. Um, I see Laker flags everywhere. I see Lakers memorabilia. I see Laker jerseys everywhere. It is still a Lakers town, and that will not change until the Clippers get multiple titles. And even so, I don't even think multiple titles will change the fact that the Lakers are are a part of this town. I don't even think it's like they run it. They are a part of this town. When people think of Los Angeles and basketball, they think of the Lakers first. When people think of L.A., the Lakers are at the top there. So. Sure, the Clippers can can beat up on them in the regular season. They still haven't faced off in in the postseason, and I'm I'm kind of looking forward to a matchup, maybe in the play-in. I don't know if the, there'll be a play-in matchup this year, but if so, that would be pretty fun. Um, and a playoff matchup maybe this year. I don't know, maybe not. But a playoff matchup would be pretty cool. But it would still be 95 percent Laker fans at those games. And you you go to Clipper games. I mean, me and Brandon have been to Clipper uh, Laker games at a Clippers home game together. It's still 90 percent Laker fans. So. Until the Clippers get some momentum in the playoffs and in the title department, it's still going to be a Laker town, guys. Maybe there's a dent, but it's still a Laker town for sure. And Grant, we were talking about this in the first segment. We were talking about whether or not the Kings, if they continue there. I mean, the Lakers would love to play the Kings in a playoff series. I know you're high on light the beam, but I'm telling you, if Anthony Davis and LeBron are healthy, the Kings are not beating that, regardless of who the Lakers get in a playoff series. Yeah. I don't know about the other teams, yeah, but the yeah. Kings, that, that's a team, LeBron and Davis, I'll bet on them. Yeah, it's it's funny that the, the Kings are leading the Pacific Division right now uh, over the, the Suns, the Warriors, the Lakers, the Clippers. They're, they're, they're the best team in California record-wise uh, right now, which is you know something that I did not uh, you know come to expect this year. I thought the Kings would be probably a 7 through 10 seed, which they still could. I mean, there's so much parity in the West, but you know, seeing the Kings – be a three seed right now is actually they're beating the Grizzlies. They're they're hanging in with the Sixers. They're they're you know the Lakers actually beat them, which is actually a pretty impressive one. They did you know it, it's that was when the Lakers were on their their winning streak. But you know like you said, if the Lakers play the Kings in the playoffs, I, I still have the Lakers just because you, you you have greatness on the Lakers team still. You have LeBron, you have Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis is coming back today along with Rui Hachimura, which is going to be pretty cool. Uh, to see and you know if you have greatness going into the playoffs on your team I'll still take the the, the guys that that have been there and done that 
Um, so a Lakers Kings matchup, especially with the Kings having home court advantage would be actually really awesome to see. I mean, going up and down the state North, you know, I, I went to school in Northern California too. So I, I know how, how passionate those fans are and, and, and how much they care about the Kings. So, you know, I think it would be rowdy. I think it would be awesome, but you know, I, I'd still have to give the edge to the Lakers and look, the Lakers still aren't, aren't done making moves. They still have two first round picks that they can trade. They did trade three seconds, but they still have four seconds left. You know, they, they have a lot to work with here. They, it, it's not done yet. So I, I think that the Lakers still have room to improve. They're still a very scrappy team. Their depth is getting better. And, um, you know, like, like I said, Lakers-Kings match would be pretty cool. What was the uh, – d- did you guys see the Polinka press conference yesterday yeah. when he talked about making a move? And he used – I forget what the term was, but he said – I'm only going to make a move if basically it makes us not a contender, but like a title front runner or something to that effect, which was maybe it was just, you know, I got to like look back at that. Yeah. But a lot of people were talking about it today saying, wait, so you're not going to make a move to put you in contention. You're going to make a move only if it puts you at the top. That was kind of the, That's the, interesting. Uh, the, the point of it, which, Again, might have just been like a Freudian slip by Palenka, but it was very telling because yeah. if they're going to make a move to take them from, you know, from 10th or whatever to first, if that's the only way they make a move, there probably isn't a move. To yeah, no, I, I, I have to go back to, to kind of see exactly what he said. I mean, my, my guess is if there is a move to be made that will put you in that top four in that pack, um, I, I think that he would do it. Again, we, we, we talked to him about this at the beginning of training camp, and he said, the, listen, the only way that I'm going to make a move is if it makes us a championship contender. So, I mean, I think I think that's the view. I mean, I, I don't think he's only going to make it if the the odds makers now yeah. put them as the, as the favorite. What trade is there? I mean, because the, here's the thing. That trade only exists if he parts with two first-round picks. And so that's the big thing with this team. What trade is there for us to part with that? With the with the Rui Hachimura trade, again, three second-round picks, and I've told you guys before, you can buy a second-round pick. I don't really care about that. What's going to make them part with not only one first-round pick but two first-round picks? Yeah, we'll see. I think the other interesting thing to look forward to with the Lakers is the Hachimura thing. They have $33 million in cap space going into the offseason, yeah. but Hachimura is a restricted free agent. So if they basically uh, allow teams to offer him a contract that they can match, they're going to have to absorb his cap space. Yeah. So that $33 million in turn becomes basically they have a $6 million taxpayer mid-level exception and they have the biannual contract. If that doesn't sound familiar, it should. This offseason, this past offseason, that's what they had. And what did that do? It yeah. limited their ability to improve the roster. Yeah. So if you're going into next offseason with basically saying LeBron, Davis, Reeves, Hachimura, and then we have a six million and a two and a three million, it's hard to improve. Well, that's why they're gonna extend him. They don't want that cap hit. And um the other thing is because they can avoid that if they agree to a contract extension. Salary cap wise, I think another trade, couple of trades, and Grant, correct me if I'm wrong, to keep an eye on for the Lakers. If that Palinka quote is is in fact what he believes and what he intends to do, Bradley Beal, and I know it might seem far fetched, but fifty million dollars a year, one of the worst contracts in sports, something the Lakers are known for doing, getting some of the worst contracts in sports. Although that would put them toward the top of title contention if they were to part with Westbrook and two firsts 
for a Bradley Beal, right? So absorbing they love Washington, that. Washington, though, by the way, like they love that, Washington. I think that would be like a whole reunion. Team that's picking up the phone. Right? <laughs> well, Brooklyn. because they owe us. Because they owe us. <laughs> we gave them Kuzma and like KCP and all these guys for nothing, yeah. right? And then the second team is the Bulls. What are they going to do? Or the Raptors, right? I mean, maybe you can even get a Gary Trent Jr. if you part with a first round pick, and that would be. I think the Lakers would be clearly toward the. T- I mean, I am. Uh, I think Trent Jr. is one of the more underrated players in the league. Yeah. I mean, he's one point seven steals a game, hits threes, perfect fit alongside LeBron, elite perimeter defender, and can yeah. guard the best player on the other team. So Raptors, Bulls with Vucevic, Levine, and DeRozan, and then the Wizards with Beal. I think those are the three, um, you know, teams that Palinka is looking to talk to. Right. I think you hit on something with the Trent Jr. thing because of what Palinka said after the Hachimura trade, he keeps insinuating that this is about now and future, now and future. Mm. So maybe if they're going to acquire somebody, maybe they do like that mid-20s where they can kind of propel them into the next whatever juncture this is with the Lakers. He keeps saying it like this is about now and the future. So I'm looking at that when if they make a possible deal because it looks like they're trying to kind of dabble in two two modes right now the the lebron team and then whatever is after that which is interesting absolutely grant what are your thoughts here on on this whole situation what the lakers can do to improve yeah you know you guys brought up a good point about you know Rui having to be extended in order to not take that cap hit but do you really want like you got to see how he plays first because we all thought you know when when they got russell westbrook i mean all of us but you know, the theory with, with when you get, you know, Russell Westbrook is that he's going to be awesome next to Anthony Davis and LeBron, and he just hasn't panned out. I mean, he's been better this year, but he just hasn't panned out in terms of fit. You know, Rui Hachimura is a guy that's that's very dynamic. He can, you know, he's a very good catch-and-shoot three guy. Um, he's a he's a tall wing, you know, good defensive. You know, he's okay defensively, but I think that's something that he can improve on. Um, you know, we need to see how he fits alongside those two before you can just go ahead and say, okay, extend him. You know, I know he's a, he's a lottery pick from 2019, and you know there's a lot of potential for lottery picks, but there's also a lot of downside for for lottery picks too. They're they're not always hits. You know, Rui Hachimura is a guy that that can be up and down. He can be hot and cold. And in terms of tr- the trade market, you know, Gary Trent Jr. is probably going to warrant a lot in the trade market. He's he's not just some guy. He's actually a really really good player that you know. And the Raptors are known to be asking for many many picks in trades like that. And they've they've already said you know, and I'm assuming you know today it came out that you know they're willing to resign him, but I'm assuming that's just posturing and that's just you know stuff to make teams you know up their price. Um, so I don't think that's true that they're willing to resign him. I think that they should do a full fire sale. You know, I've said this in in weeks past is that the Bulls. I mean, the Bulls they just had another team. You know, Armand, you can attest to this. The Bulls just had another team meeting. I don't know how many more team meetings you have to have before you just realize like hey, this is just not going to work this year. Like the Bulls are a team where in flux where it's like you're one foot in, you're one foot out, and the owner is, is a guy that doesn't want to blow anything up. So, you know, you have a team like that where, yes, you'd like to trade for a guy like, you know, maybe Levine or, you know, maybe DeRozan or maybe Vucevic or, or one of those guys. But are the Bulls willing to do that? I think the Lakers have to understand that, sure, they would like to do a lot of things, but other teams with so much parity in both conferences – it's kind of tough because there's so many teams that are buyers now. There's not a lot of teams that are sellers. So a lot of teams are asking for so much for these players as opposed to years past where it's like, okay, we're not going anywhere. Let's just get rid of them and get off of it. This year, it's like, okay, we may be kind of contenders maybe this year or maybe next year. So this guy's going to be on, on our team still next year. Why would we just let him go for nothing? Let's up the price. It's the same thing that, that kind of happened with, with Rudy Gobert. Like, 
you gave away all of that for for Rudy Gobert, and it's kind of like, okay, yeah, I understand your theory, but it didn't work in, in reality. So the Lakers have to be careful. It's a very, very fine line with the Lakers right now where, yes, you would like to improve the roster this year, but you know, like you guys mentioned before, Rob Palenka is saying, look, if it doesn't get us to title contention, I'm not mortgaging our future again for, for guys that aren't going to get us to the top when, yes, I understand they're two, what, three games out of a, a five, four, five seed. That's very attainable, especially with LeBron playing at the clip and AD coming back today. Rui, I think they have a chance to do it. So I would go for it. But in terms of the Lakers, I understand Rob, Rob Palenka's stance on that word, you know, wait and see. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I think what he's saying is that he would make a move if, the, if they're going to put them in title contention. I, I have to look back at what he said, but like in terms of being the favorite, I mean, who the heck is the favorite this year? You got the Nuggets, you've got the, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, um, the Kings. I mean, you know, it, like if they make a move that puts you into to the top four, which means what? That you're getting home court in the first round. You're in that conversation, um, but what's out there? What do they have to give up? Because you bring up a good point. He is looking at the future somewhat, and you really do have to do that at some point. So when you look at what they gave up to get AD, which they had to, and I and I will say forever in a day, no matter what happens, they won a championship with him. That was worth it. Um, okay, like are we in a position now to give up two firsts for what? Zach Lowe brought up a proposed trade in his mind this is not like an official trade but uh what was it it was um who's on the chicago bulls it was two firsts and westbrook for levine. zach levine i believe yeah i i mean i could see something like that but again to grant's point is what are those other teams willing to do because yeah. if there's so much openness in the nba don't you think the other teams are also looking at yeah. it and saying this is our opportunity to make a move i i look at it as more as like Guys, like, we've seen what the Orlando Magic have. A ton of young players that can't all get on the floor. A guy like a Mo Bamba, and I'm just throwing a name out there. A guy that's stuck in a situation kind of like Rui was. The reason why the the Wizards traded Rui, their GM said, was to open up playing time for Denny Avdia. So is there another guy like that that's young? By the way, if you're looking at the Bulls, I think the name that should be brought up is Kobe White because he's the same situation as Rui. Restricted free agent at the end of the season. He's young. You can bring him in and all of a sudden you can say, oh, we're building for now and the future. I think if the Lakers want to make some sort of move, that is kind of the direction. Well, a young player that's... And you, yeah, you bring up a good point because there are teams that are going to compete with the Lakers, right? Who who have maybe more first rounders or more value in, in like, the next couple of drafts versus right more young talent than 27 and 29. Now I always say the 27, 29 are valuable picks. Cause I think the Lakers could be terrible yeah. at that point. Will they, I don't know. Will they draw for agent? We don't know, but it could be awful. And those could be back to back or two out of three years. Number one overall picks. Right. So I think the team that's going to be competing with the Lakers for a Levine trade, if they truly want to make that or, you know, is the Dallas Mavericks because they have Jaden Hardy. They have Josh green. They have, um, ownership of their picks over the over at least two out of three of the next couple of years, right? So that's a team that could go and get Levine if they move a Bertans, guys that make too much money. Similar situation and some picks and some young assets, right? So I mean, it's certainly certainly there's certainly competition, but I think the Lakers are in a good position heading into these next couple of weeks. Yeah, because the one thing that you'll hear is you know who wants to help 
the Lakers. At the end of the day, if the Lakers are going to gift wrap you two future first round picks and you don't think that they're going to be any good because as long as Rob Palenka, for example, is their GM, no one's holding to that. If you think you can improve your team by making that trade, I think you would do it. Look at the Pelicans. Look at where they are right now. And a lot of that from for thanks now to and the Lakers. In the future, but hold to the on. Lakers. But hold on. Yes, it's because of the Lakers. But that was a treasure chest. Two first round yeah. picks is not the same as Brandon Ingram. What was it? Four picks. Four Lonzo. Picks. Lonzo. Yeah. Hart. Yeah. All that. That is a way different ball game. Than what the Lakers can offer now. What the Lakers can offer well, now. Well, the Lakers are like not trying to get a transcendent player. And when you okay. looked at that trade at that time, I mean, he was one of the top five players in the world. They're not trying to get that now. They're, they're trying to get a a good player, a starter, a player that can move not, the needle. But not, and not only that, I think teams are reluctant now to give two round, two first round picks. That Rudy Gobert of, trade was already bad, like the day it happened. And now it's just even. Worse. And what about the Dejounte Murray trade, right? Yeah. That I mean, I know he's been okay, three but three first. I mean, I, I, teams are going to be reluctant to give up those picks. Seeing what the Jazz have done, what you know the Pelicans have done, the Lakers are one of the only teams I think would give both picks. You know, and when the Clippers did that, I I said at the time, and I still do, like you had to make that move because if you want to be a, a championship team, that was a move that you had to make. Listen, at that time, Kawhi was not going to come unless they made that move for Paul George. So I, I've viewed that that as a package deal, although. It wasn't, of course. Kawhi just came on his own, so Oklahoma just gets all those picks. It was a move that they had to do. I mean, when you looked at what was happening in the league and in Los Angeles in particular, they really had to make that move to get Kawhi, to get Paul George to be one of the top two teams in the league. At the end of the day, it has not worked for them yet. And then so uh, you, you, you get to a point where at what point do you move on from that? At what point do you say, hey, listen, there are cheaper ways to not make the playoffs or there's cheaper ways to lose in the yeah. first or second round of the conference finals. Absolutely. So, uh, Grant, what, what do you think the future holds for the, the Clippers? Let's say that this team gets to the conference finals and loses again. Again, it would be the second time in franchise history that they got to the conference finals. That's not this team's goal. Obviously, they, they want to get to the finals. They want to win the whole thing. If this current group, gets to the conference finals and loses. And let's just say it's a good, you know, good six-game series. What happens? I, I still think that they retain at least the two stars. And, and this is the reason why a lot of people aren't realizing this. They have a new stadium coming in a couple years. You want stars when you're going into that stadium to attract ticket sales. And I'm just – I'm looking at this from, from probably where they stand, too, like in terms of a marketing standpoint – LA is about stars. We, I, I know you guys know that. And going into a new arena, you want stars. I don't think the Clippers are a team that's just going to attract stars on the open market. You got to either you do it by the trade, you know, or, or build within. And they already have the two stars and they have them under contract going into that first year of the new arena. So if anything, they'll probably retool. I wouldn't say rebuild or, yeah. or get rid of everybody and blow it up. I say that they probably just retool around those guys let their contracts finish and whatever happens happens now you have cap space after they're gone you can probably go get younger players you can use you know picks if you have them then um they don't have many picks but they do have second round picks so i think yeah. that's their their future it's title now title next year contention the going into the first year of the the new arena and then you know see what you get after that just let the contracts play out because that's that's their yeah. best. You know, they have two stars, and that's their best options right now. 
No doubt about it, Grant. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe, stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing. Currency chasing worldwide through the hard times. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.